human thought, all science, all religion, is the holding of a candle. Philosopher writes about Are we human because we gaze at the stars? Or do we gaze at them because we are human? Point the tree. Do the stars were right as bad, they could plunge our world to questions. The sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today, we will be playing session four of Loki's Gift from Cults of Cthulhu, written by Chris Lackey, Mike Mason and friends, and published by Chaosium. Who are you all playing and how are you today, Hal? I'm playing Dr. Ephraim Glifford, and I don't know how many more seductive artists I can resist. Jason. I'm playing Gabriella Halsey, and I'm afraid I've run a bit dry on medium jokes, so I'll have to go a bit larger. (laughs) 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 Amazing. Noxicals. I am playing Francis Avery, and I am scandalised, frankly, scandalised. Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Alice Thorne, and this scenario is very bohemian, but is it art, darling? (laughs) And I am Fedra, your keeper for the day, and I insist on further discordant ditties and denuded debauchery, please. (laughs) Lydia, tell us what happened last time. Over lunch and some essential cups of tea, the party shares the fruits of their investigations at the Pacific Club and the art dealers. They take a hansom cab to Daniel Ridley's address, where they find the door unlocked and the sound of discordant piano music, played passionately, if not particularly well, coming from within. A dishevelled Ridley is caught up in his music and refuses to speak to the party. When they finally attempt to snatch his sheet music away, he grows enraged and throws them out. Waiting to enforce the eviction are two thugs who make it clear the investigator's presence is unwelcome and they have no choice but to retreat. The party's next stop is Ernest Chillingworth's studio, headquarters of the bohemian collective The Artist's Mind. As they make their way to Chillingworth's office, The investigators are variously scandalised, intrigued, exasperated and mildly traumatised as they witness the opium flow freely and licentiousness abound. Chillingworth is elegantly louche, dishevelled in true non-conformist fashion. He offers drink, drugs and scantily clad bohemians for the investigators' pleasure, the latter two of which are politely refused with admirable Victorian stoicism. He offers to answer the investigators' questions in a twisted quid pro quo, subtly mocking their beliefs and their histories as he does so. Clearly, he knows more about them than they expected. Chillingworth confirms Gladstone was indeed working on the music for the production of Loki's Gift, but says he never quite got the music right. He describes the late musician as a rare talent 
and his death as a tragic loss. Though it doesn't appear to have delayed the production, given he invites the party to the dress rehearsal to be held in two days' time. As they take their leave, the young lady summoned to escort them out seems nervous, on edge, and almost afraid. This is Ruth, Chillingworth's mistress and former muse, who confides in the investigators. Some time ago, she says, Chillingworth came into possession of a sinister green statue of an octopus god, and she fears it has brought a dark energy which threatens to consume Chillingworth and the Bohemian's commune alike. Ruth fears something terrible is planned for the party after the dress rehearsal, and the investigators give their assurances they will not abandon her or anyone else swept up in Chillingworth's machinations. Another night at the theatre seems to await. Okay, so you've just uh, left, I believe, the Addis Mind. Ruth's words still ringing in her ears. Mm-hmm. And you're back in the streets, not surrounded by naked people, <laughs> wondering what to do next. It's worse out here. Let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that young woman, she seemed, she seemed genuinely desperate. She did. Mm. Well... I just hope that we're not going to get ourselves into something that we can't handle in two days' time. What did... what did Gladstone get himself into? I mean, this seems more than just... just bohemians, doesn't it? If... if he's exerting some dark influence over the others... Absolutely. I mean, I'm all for taking a pride in one's work, but my dears, there are limits. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not sure what to do next. Is there, is there anything left that we can do or try and find out? The, the other composer, I can't see that we're going to get anything further out of him. And, well, I, I didn't find that trip to the artist collective terribly enlightening, really, other than, well... Other, to, other than to confirm fears that I think I already had. That Woodley fellow was certainly wound up tight compared to his colleagues. Yes. Speaking of unwinding, though, there is a certain uh, house of ill repute we've been pointed towards. Oh, that's true. That's true. Do we know where? Uh, it's Whitechapel, right? But do we know anything further? We don't have an address. But if it's as infamous as it sounds, I'm sure we can find it. Uh, I believe uh, Daniel Robbins, the manager, did give you some directions to it. Oh, okay. When he mentioned it to the two of you, Perfect. gentlemen. Then uh, <laughs> I hand over a, a napkin with a lipstick kiss on it. <laughs> In fact, uh, he also told you the... <laughs> oh, you don't know the password. But maybe you do know that most brothels require a password and you forgot to ask and ah, you yes. forgot to tell We all know that. Silly us, really. <laughs> In and out of the things every day and we <laughs> forgot to ask for the password to this one. <laughs> Rats. Well, perhaps we... Perhaps we don't necessarily need one if we're not going as... as clients. We could be going as staff. <coughs> I, I am. Uh, uh, I, I'm. I'm not sure I could pass for a lady of ill repute. Oh, I don't know. We can lend you a corset. <laughs> <laughs> Makeover sequence. 
We're going to go queer eye for the straight guy. Little bit of rouge and we'll be in business. So we show up and we're all just in our normal clothes, but Francis is in drag and wearing an incredible amount of makeup and an excellent wig. <laughs> Hello, my name is Francine. <laughs> it's going to be like some like it hard or something. It is. <laughs> You've never met me before, but I'm on shift tonight. Oh, let me in, won't you? These are my friends. I can't imagine Francis shaving off his very bushy moustache for it either. <laughs> I'm I'm being serious. I could I could say that I'm looking for work there. We 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 you you can't do that, Gabriella. That's Why not? That's... I've done worse. Wouldn't hear of it. Anyway, there are clients and clients at these places, you know? Ephraim jingles his pockets. They jingle significantly. His money does jingle and folds. Why 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 do you have so many bells in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> it's to impress the pimps. <laughs> if we're going to go to a place like this, I, I, I might need to, I might need to change or something. I, I don't want to be associated with such places. Oh yes, uh, disguise is definitely in order. I'm, I'm a man of standing at the university. I, uh, but Ephraim's right. I suspect that uh, if we can't obtain this password, that. Uh, he may have enough passwords in his jingling pockets. As long as they are swayed by such things, I'm just not sure. Never met a madam who didn't like the sound of cash. Francis has just turned beetroot red, just like properly ears oh, blazing. What are you worried about, Francis? Are you worried that you're going to bump into one of your colleagues there? I, 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 I would think not, sir. I, I work at a, 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 a seat of learning. You'd be surprised. I, uh, I, I, it's not something I wish to think of. W where shall we meet? I, I, I need to return home and, 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 and dress accordingly. We could meet at the Whopping Bridge, perhaps. Is it a particularly large bridge? Sorry, that's a really poor joke. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute. Uh. <laughs> what, what time is the best time to arrive? such places after dark there's a rather infamous pub called the ten bells in the white chapel perhaps that might be a place to meet and gather more bells <laughs> <laughs> all the bells there's ten of them maybe Efren could get a job there instead ten bells I've got <laughs> fifty bells <laughs> <laughs> so let's meet at this ten bells at what, seven o'clock, eight o'clock? Nine o'clock rock? <laughs> Ten o'clock seems appropriate. Ten o'clock, okay. If it have to be after dinner, I shall uh, need to tell my wife there's a card game on or something. Yes, indeed. So you're all returning to your houses, are you? I think mm -hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I need to grab another one of my butler's suits and, uh, yeah. I love the idea that all of your disguises are just slightly different <laughs> butlers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got many of them. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll borrow a footman's suit this time just to mix things up. <laughs> I think as well, Gabrielle, while she will get changed into maybe a bit more uh, 
practical. Um, she might just have a little ask around if any of her clients or, or colleagues are at the um, at the parlour, um, just in case, you know, on the off chance they've been around Whitechapel recently and they might have an inkling. Hmm. Um, obviously a long shot, but you never know where okay. travels. I'm just going to roll a die. I'm not going to tell you what it is about. <laughs> this always omens ill. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you make it to your houses, Ephraim, you find a little note in your mailbox. Good heavens! Who's delivering post at this hour? I, uh, I don't pick up my own mail. I get it handed to me. You're handed a little note. Perfect. Where's Open it for me, Smithers. Uh, <laughs> sir? Um, it is, uh, it just says the word, uh... No, no, read it in that funny voice you do. Um. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is Clementine. Good man, keep it up. That, that's all. It is Clementine. It, says, it, says, it just says the word Clementine. Well, that's rather useless, Smithers. <laughs> what the devil do you think it means? Uh, I, I do not know, sir. Have you requested, uh... Sounds like a fruit order. Fruit Go talk to the fruit. cook. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Later for dinner, you presented a stack of clementines. <laughs> I've already forgotten <laughs> about the note, so I'm just uh, delighted. I love citrus. Uh, and you have uh, a lovely dinner time, all of you. You said, uh... Gabriella, you want to ask around? Yeah, again, like, it's nowhere near Whitechapel, but at the same time, it's the, you know, demographic. They might have gone there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say that, unfortunately, even if they, they know of it, they haven't been and they can't. Um, I, in fact, they might tell you that the password kind of changes, so they wouldn't know the most recent one because they're not frequenters. My, they do make it hard to get in, don't they? Bad for business. Absolutely. So yeah, you have a, a lovely, even though probably quite anxious, time at home changing, grabbing some food. Would anyone like to say a few words about their time in between things, or would you like to move forward? Until you meet at the bells. It occurs to me that um, Ephraim can't safely change into his servant's clothes at home because his wife will want to know why he's leaving the house in that get-up. Um, so he has to do it in a hansom cab on the way. So he steps in like a suited and booted gentleman with a top hat and whatnot. Nice. Um, and then he steps out uh, looking mo- much more like a lowlife in a something horrible in Czech tweed. <laughs> and uh, and so he just hands a parcel of very fine clothes to the cabbie and a tip and tells him to uh, <laughs> to run it back home and hand it to uh, the butler and tell him not to ask questions. <laughs> Anyone else? I mean, I think Francis will try and choose the, like, the most sort of casual working clothes he has, which might be, I don't know, something he wears to do some gardening or something. Yeah, but he's not hes not going to pass for anything other than a relatively rich person slumming it in some slightly threadbare trousers. So, 
Nice. Have you got those classic leather patches on your elbows? Just to remind anyone and everyone that you are academic. a professor. Exactly, yeah. Even his, <laughs> even his gardening his, his gardening blazer has leather patches on the upper still. Can't let them forget your PhD. Exactly. <laughs> Gabrielle's going to have a look through her wardrobe and she's going to choose an outfit which will show off more of her cleavage, essentially, and, and maybe a bit of forearm... Uh, etc. But she definitely has a moment where she she looks at her quite muscular build and she spends time trying to hide as much of that as possible still, which is quite difficult the more you, you reveal, of course. Um, and also she, she puts on like a little underbust as well and then a shawl uh, for if it gets cold later. Um, does her hair and so on. Nice. Alice is probably just going to wear the kind of thing she would have worn anyway, which is likely a dark tweed, fairly severely tailored, standard late Victorian suit. Is she still wearing her sunglasses? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she might take them off if she gets very serious, possibly. I suppose Alice doesn't necessarily need a disguise right would alice's charity work take her to places like this anyway absolutely yeah in fact she may even be known in the area i i had canon that her charity is in southwark but there may well be the news of it might have spread okay so we'll say you um return uh feed yourselves change uh, whatever else you need to do, and then you meet at the Ten Bells. I think a round of gin to fortify us for the evening. What do we think? <laughs> oh, if they do um, creme de cassis, then that would be lovely. I mean, if this place is as rough as you're saying it is, I'd suggest not getting anything out of the pumps. Mm-hmm. Cracking idea. Top shelf gin it is, and whatever cassis is. <laughs> it's a black currant liqueur. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Uh, Ephraim will uh, toddle off to get drinks. But not for himself, presumably. Uh, he's going to have gin too. <gasps> oh, wait, no, he isn't. My God. I forgot my own character. <laughs> <laughs> you see, is... is he a teetotaler? Yeah, yes, isn't he? We keep bringing this up because uh, yeah, you keep yeah, offering yeah. people alcohol, drinking alcohol. You can't stop. Keep forgetting. Well, he's in his he's in his footman's clothes, so you know this is a whole different. No, no, he he has views, so he will, in fact, uh, snort derisively at the drinks orders, um, and bring over a jug of water for the table as well because he's heard that hydration is important. Oh, and that's he science. Is going to have an argument with the barman uh, about the fact that they don't stock anything non-alcoholic. <laughs> and their water tastes funny. Lovely. Word to the wise old chap, I, uh, I I wouldn't drink from the pumps around here. Quite right, but the devils don't even stock iced tea. <laughs> the horror. Why on earth would you have tea iced? I don't have a good answer to that question. <laughs> Why I would don't you? even know what the soft drink was in Victorian times. Dandelion and burdock? Something like that. A cordial? Totally drawing a blank. Yeah, Yeah. cordials, right? Yeah, cordials. Elderflower or something? There we go. Well, I mean, I imagine the Ten Bells doesn't stock a range of cordials. What's their elderflower situation? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Okay, well, I spend a couple of minutes berating the guy anyway, 
That's and then great. I come back disgruntled with good drinks for everyone else. I don't think they take that very well because you don't look your credit score right now. Oh, I don't. It's true. <laughs> yeah. But so, he still yeah. sounds his credit score. <laughs> if needs be, Gabrielle will step in and apologize on his behalf. Yeah, because they're starting to get a bit agitated and considering kicking you out <laughs> if, if you continue this. Because you look under your... You look like you're uh, like below them talking... You know, talking yeah. over them. And... God, classism has finally uh, bitten Ephraim. He doesn't <laughs> like it. Yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. My apologies. Uh, he's from France. <laughs> uh, he, he doesn't sound French to me. Oh, he's very fluent in the language. But uh, very different drinks over there, I hear. Uh. Ephraim is looking very tight-lipped and red-faced at the horrifying suggestion that he might be French, but he's gonna hush up because he realizes he's not doing himself any favors. <laughs> you know now that you're on thin ice, they're kind of like keeping an eye on you. He touches his forelock, Monsieurs, and goes back to the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we think that um, we might be able to find out this password by talking to people in this, this pub? Who here looks like they might you know, attend. I think given what's just happened, I don't think we should do anything at all out of line, especially going around <laughs> and bothering everyone at their tables. I mean, we can do it subtly. I don't have to literally just walk up to tables and say, excuse me, do you use the local brothel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite pleased to hear that, Francis. Uh, I think Alice is going to look around and look for somebody who looks like they're not a patron, but maybe somebody who might work there, or a, a, a woman who is clearly kind of stealing herself with a couple of shots of gin before she goes out and starts work for the evening. Mm. And then maybe once we've identified somebody, then one of us can pretend that we're looking to employ her for the evening and we can strike up a conversation that way. Okay. Yes, I, I'd say, yeah, you can probably find a woman drinking. It's a, it's, yeah, it's just before the, um, they get to start their, the shifts and yeah, you can, you can find one of them. She's alone drinking, not bothering anyone. The uh, young lady over there, red hair, the jolly bonnet. <laughs> I suggest somebody goes and introduces themselves. Gosh, I hate doing this. This is... Mm. Anyway, I, I will have more to say about this, this brothel later, but needs must. Let's just get on with it. Sounds like you're up, Francis. You'll be good at this. Um, so, uh, so I, I'm going to, are you going, are you suggesting I ask her if she works there? Ask her if she is working this evening and uh, let's just see if the conversation flows from there and see if you can work out anything you can find out about where this might be or if she might know where it is. Go on, old boy, give her the old Avery charm. 
Hopefully she doesn't lead you off too early so we can't follow you. Um, okay. I think Francis will look down at his gin that he's been sort of tentatively sipping and wincing at and just pick it up, down it in one and um, sort of pull himself up, straighten his his gardening blazer lapels. That's uh, way, old boy. Down the hatch. Okay. Wander over to the lady. As you uh, get up and start walking in her direction, she looks up and uh, sees you. She um, gives you a, a little smile. She seems she seems a bit anxious. Okay, uh, I will say. Uh, uh, um, may I buy you a drink, uh, madam? Well, I haven't finished this one yet, but I suppose there's no reason. Why not? What's your name? Uh, my name is. Uh, and there'll be like a moment of sheer panic on his face. And then he'll say, uh, Ephraim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's one way to do it. <laughs> Ephraim, what a yes. beautiful, rare name. <laughs> yes, Are I... you here with your friends tonight? Oh, he uh... says in the kind of... You know, it, it indicates the table you came from where there's another man and two women. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say, oh, uh, I started the evening in some company that I knew, but I uh, might be looking for some other company. Oh, well, uh, you're talking to the right person, Ephraim. I'm, uh, I'm Belle. I'm, I'm very pleased to meet you, Belle. Um, I wonder where the other nine are. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, oh hundred points to you. <laughs> well, um, that's good to know. Do you, uh, um, and he'll sort of sit himself down next to her, and say, um, "Do you um, have premises?" I work not not far from here, if that's what you're asking, and. Uh, Yes, I, I am free for the night. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, wh where, whereabouts do, would I... Um, w would you escort me, or... Um, do sure. I, I would... You can bring your friends if you like. Oh, uh, well, I, I'm... Uh, I'm sure uh, they have a lovely time, too. Yes. Yes, they, they might. I, I will inquire if they are also looking f for com co um, uh, company. It's also a pub. Oh really? Oh, oh good. I uh, wouldn't mind another drink, actually. Maybe, maybe several. Ah uh, well. Um, I'll be leaving here in a little bit. Uh, why don't you go back to your friends, and I'll let you know when it's time to go. Okay. Is is there anything I need to know? What's the rough direction? Ah, uh, it's um near that uh, three-story building. Not far from here. I, I believe you passed by it. Okay, and should I just ask for Belle at the door? Why don't you tell them Clementine? Okay. Um, I will, uh... I, I will, um... Uh, I, I will see you later. Do you still want that drink? Yes, of course. Okay. And I will, um, <laughs> head to the bar and say, Another one of what she's having. 
<laughs> Point vaguely <laughs> bell. <laughs> um, and you return to your table, successful in your mission. Oh, um, I believe I know the password. Oh, I say, well done. Cracking work, old man. Well, spit it out. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's... And he'll lean right in conspiratorially. <laughs> Clementine. Hmm. Clementine. Clementine. Uh, yes, that's what yeah, he don't, said. Don't, Keep your voice down. Don't <laughs> shout it. <laughs> Dandest thing. It's a I password. Had a whole stack of them for dessert. It's almost <laughs> as if the cook knew... Gabriella. I believe yes. I received a sign this evening. <laughs> Mayhaps a, a portent from beyond the veil. <laughs> Gabriella sort of uh, tries to pacify you by stroking your shoulder and maybe your cheek if you're still persisting extremely loudly. <laughs> I, I'm sure it is a very important sign, but right now we have more important things to deal with as, as a whole. There are plenty of signs that will be forthcoming soon here in Whitechapel, I imagine. He's muttering to himself um, about how it might have been Merton because uh, he's been trying to contact his sadly deceased uh, Batman in Afghanistan <laughs> who, yeah, is in the spirit realm and he very much wants to talk to. Aww. So he's he's very excited that uh, mayhaps Merson was a customer of this place and sent him a sign to help him on his quest. Are you saying that you found a note that you you know or were handed a note? <laughs> he never said are, that. Yeah, because if if you do mention that, the rest of us are going to be like, that's not really a sign. That's a note. <laughs> I think he eventually let slip that it was a note, but like... Does he remember? I thought the idea was that he completely forgot that interaction. I think it takes him a good long while. He works backwards <laughs> from having enjoyed a lot of... <laughs> no, he starts <laughs> with like, and the pub wouldn't even serve fruit juice. I was in the mood for citrus. No orange. On a clementine was clementines. I had a load for dessert. And then he works his way back through dessert and then eventually remembers that there was a note. And yeah, he speculates that it was Merton that sent it. <laughs> well, that is most interesting. Most fascinating. Um, but deep down, Gabriella's like, who the hell has sent him a note and knows his address and, mm. you know, going through her head? I think that's really helpful, but it's also potentially dangerous. Terrifying, yeah. <laughs> My knees are feeling a little weak. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have another drink. Oh, and if anybody asks, um, my name is Ephraim. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I, I panicked. The uh, after a lot of shouting, the bar staff that uh, Ephraim shouted at earlier come to you and say uh, I apologise, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave some people have complained uh, those people are uh, us, the staff members uh, <laughs> those people are me I hate you, <laughs> I'm, I'm terribly sorry has, has Bell gotten up and left at any point? Uh, not yet okay our our colleague is is very excited to be over in London. I I do apologise. Uh, we will we will get him some fresh air straight away. Very good. Sacré bleu! What? <laughs> Sharpie 
patronizing this establishment in future. <laughs> At least you can say you've been thrown out of better places than this, and it's probably true. <laughs> oh, don't you start as well, Alice, please. Uh, they, they take your money and usher you hastily outside. Um... This gives me a great opportunity to tell you a little bit about the area, which I didn't get to before. Uh, this area is a literal maze of alleys, courtyards, and the roads are sparsely lit by a few gas lamps, making the area dark and foreboding. Alongside the unemployed street sleepers and urchins is the ever-present criminal fraternity. Happy to relieve an unwitting stranger of their coin, you might witness um, some pickpocketing. Also. Cattle and other livestock are routinely herded through the streets, leaving behind trails of excrement for the unwary to slip on. And raw sewage adds to the overall ambience, so that's the area you're spending some time outside in. Oh and uh, you mill about very uncomfortably. Can I get a group luck roll, please? <laughs> I've foreshadowed all the possible terrible things that can happen Who's, to you. I've got 55. Who's got lower than that? 55? I've got 45. That's you then, I'm on 60. That is a good group okay. luck. Mm. Well, c compared to previous campaigns, <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Oh, that's a fail. 75. Over in the poop we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to roll another die to figure out if it's poop or pickpocketing. It's the new minigame. <laughs> Mm -mm. Ephraim, please roll me a spot hidden. Oh, what? <laughs> no, he'd spotted a big fish. That's a 75. He's only got 50. Okay. Everyone's rolling a 75. Why? It's a sign. <laughs> maybe, it's the, maybe it's the password to the brothel. Mm. <laughs> 75 clementines. <laughs> You have to bring them 75 clementines to get yes. in. That's the bribe. It's all coming together. At some point, one of the passers-by bumps into you, Ephraim, and you say, hey, and then they move away. But nothing else happens that you know. Well, no problems here. <laughs> I straighten my lapels and uh, stride on into the night. Does he notice that he's jingling less than before? <laughs> they took my bells! <laughs> That's alright, the wheezy's fine. The pub is now called the Eleven Bells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, please remove one wallet from your possessions. Any cash in it or just wallet? You'd have a lot of cash in it, I imagine. Does it have my daily spending limit in it? Or whatever's At left least. of it? I mean, nicking his daily spending limit is probably quite a good way of representing it, right? It means that any it means mm -hmm. that anything that he has to spend today has to come out of his for reals cash. Yeah. Yeah, how's that? But that doesn't mean that the cash is on him anymore, is the problem. Ah, of course. Mm. That's true, we'd have to hit up a bank and they're all shut. Yeah. The so... rest of us can cover it, presumably. Oh, this is going to be Ephraim tight. gets to experience being poor for a while, looking poor and actually being poor. This is going to be a real <laughs> growth opportunity. <laughs> he came from Greasy had a thirst for knowledge. And then you uh, see Belle exit <laughs> and walk a uh, couple of streets down into um, a ba the back door of a shabby building. So, do we just knock? Are you following her? I mean, 
we know where the place is, right? Yeah. Is she heading in the right direction, or is she heading <laughs> leading us down an alleyway to be mugged and killed? <laughs> she she's going to the right building. Okay, then, uh, yeah, at a discreet distance, uh, I will do a really crap attempt at casually walking after her. Like, hey, I'm totally not following this, you know, lady. <laughs> you try to seem so casual that you're accidentally frolic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like little skips. <laughs> Is everyone else going with you? I mean, she did say we could all go. Apparently there's a bar, so it, it wouldn't be completely unheard of for, for the rest of you to come in. Hang, am I going to have to try... Uh, oh. <laughs> what? What What have you just realised? I'm worried that I'm getting in over my head here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not likely to be the sort of place any of us are used to. Well, I say any of us. I've, I've worked with ladies like Belle for a a long time, and I just want to make sure that you're all aware of this is not going to be a pleasant experience. The, the women here are desperate. One thing I will say, though, Francis, is if, well, no matter what you do in there, I will not judge. Everything that happens in that brothel will stay in that brothel. I will not say a word once we leave. You do what you have to, Francis. You're natural, old boy. Yes. You are very charming, and you are a good man. We all know this. And there is something larger at stake here. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, yes. And, uh, yeah, then he'll, then he'll f- accidentally frolic us. <laughs> <laughs> Accidental frolicking. Not even once. Ephraim's looking a little bit shifty through all of this because this isn't his first brothel, but he's not about to admit it to this crowd. Uh, so you're going and knocking on the door? Yep. Rap smartly on the door. Okay. Uh, you know, they have this little uh, little door window. I like. Yeah. I don't know if they had them at the time, but that's how I'm imagining it. Oh, you've got to slide that hatch across. <laughs> you've got to slide the hatch. One suspicious eye pressed to the hole. The hatchet opens and these grim-looking eyes stare at you, saying nothing. Okay, and I'll sort of puff my chest up and I'll say, Clementine. Uh, the hatch closes again, and then a few seconds pass, and the door opens slowly with a... Hey, from inside you hear people, me- merry people, having okay, a, a drink of a time. I'll, I'll thank, <laughs> a drink of a time. I'll, uh, I'll thank the doorman for letting us in and I'll slip him a shilling. Uh, he pockets it, still looking grim and uh, not indicating any emotion. Okay, come along. The pub has a male bartender, various male patrons and five women. One of them is Belle. Do you go for Belle, or do you order drinks first? Do you find a place to sit? Um, I mean, it's really difficult, right? Because like, Francis really doesn't want to blow this, but at the same time, he probably looks like a complete deer in the headlights. Um, so I think he will, like, <laughs> do some sort of attempt at a sort of macho walk to the bar. Um... <laughs> looking very unconvincing <laughs> and um, order drinks for himself and his companions mm-hmm. and take them back to the table that they're sort of settling around. Um, he might, In fact, he might order two drinks for himself and drinks for his companions. 
pushing the boat out, are we? You want to go steady on that stuff, you know? Terrible things it does to the liver. Yeah, can I get anything other than water for Ephraim? <laughs> Maybe a sedative to calm him down would help. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Well, I mean, in which, in which case, it probably looks less suspicious that I've gotten all those drinks. <laughs> um, okay, I'll take them back to the thing. I'll, I'll, I'll down one of the drinks. Uh, can you, so, can you roll me, can you roll me a spot hidden, please? Ooh, oh, not sure. again. With mm -hmm. base, I'd love to do that. <laughs> no. Oh, hard success this time. Normal success. I can spend one lot to make it a normal success if needs be. Uh, Ephraim and Alice, you see Belle um, also kind of drinking a drink quite fast. She seems almost as nervous as um, Francis is. Is she looking nervously over at Francis or like at anything else or just nervous in general? It seems like she's gearing up to go to talk to Francis. Are we, uh... No, I guess there'd be no way of telling. Like, is this her first night on the job, or is she crushing on him, or...? Hmm. Hmm. Good question. I'll count the notches on the bedpost when we get upstairs. <laughs> you haven't seen it bad, Francis. <laughs> so I'll, I'll down one of the two drinks, say... Does anybody have any tips? Obviously, I'm just going to try and talk to her. And, and, and hopefully by her silence. But um, advice is gratefully received. I think tipping her is a good tip. You've already got that one down. Be kind to her, Francis. Of course. I would be nothing else. I know. That was my tip. Uh, so you see Belle has finished a drink, got up, and she um, comes up to you. Francis and she says well Ephraim are you ready? Would you like to follow me for a good time handsome? Ephraim she very briefly starts standing up until he <laughs> realises what's going on I just push you down <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great image um, She grabs you by your hand and winks gently pulling you uh, I'll pick up the second drink as I head out with her I guess Oh, bless him. I love him. Um, and she starts leading you to one of the private rooms in the brothel. The rest of you, as soon as Belle and Francis start going to the back of the brothel, you see a group of three men get up and follow them. Oh, goody. These are customers, bouncers, are they, they working at the brothel? They don't seem to work here. Like, they don't seem specifically staff. Do they look anything like the heavies that were guarding the uh, yeah. pianist, Ridley? They don't look light, if that's <laughs> what you're asking. Mm. <laughs> they mm. don't look soft. Mm. Okay. Are they kind of being casual following, or are they, are they kind of, like, don't try anything? Do they look like they're kind of security and not trying to hide it, essentially? Uh, that is a lot of information. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they don't seem to be employed uh, in that no, way. They don't no. seem official. 
Yeah. I mean, what what I guess I, I was getting at is kind of like, you might, it might not be unexpected to see a security person kind of following a, a new client around. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, uh, n- not really. Not necessarily. Okay. But uh, it's not 100% certain, but you, that's not a thing you have heard of anyway happening. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Francis, um, she opens the door and leads you in the room. The lights are off. You enter the room, and as soon as you enter it, she turns on the lights, and inside you see two determined-looking men brandishing their fists at you, waiting for you in that room. Um... One steps forward and uh, tries to punch you in the face. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. Let me get my stats up. Wow. Do you know what I'm not any good at? <laughs> Getting punched. Amazingly, my brawl is better than my dodge, um, but my brawl is base. Oh, but I feel a little bit bad about sending you straight into the lion's den. <laughs> well, I was supposed to be talking to the uh, talking to the lady to get. Uh, you're apparently talking with your hands. Oops. They they don't look as strong as the ones looking after Daniel Ridley. No one's as strong as Cecil, but they still are looking tough. Uh, are you dodging or fighting back, uh, Francis? I mean, statistically, I've got a better chance of fighting back, but I don't think it's I don't think it's what Francis would do. I think Francis would immediately turn and attempt to run. Um, so I'll dodge. Okay. Oh no. That well, I is, failed too. That is a hard success. Our balls. Well, that's an 83, so I'm about to get punched in the face. Uh, that is 1d3 damage. Cack. Uh, that is. Oh, one damage. It could be worse. You, uh, your nose cracks a little bit, but like in, a, in an okay way. It doesn't what? bleed or anything. <laughs> it cracks in an okay <laughs> way. How do you know? Like, like if you're. Some people crack their nose for fun. Okay. You know? Like it's not. What's like, going on? I don't know. I've heard knuckle cracking, but people not love nose cracking, cracking themselves all the time. The 11th knuckle. <laughs> and then the other. A bell in there. <laughs> and then the other man, uh, Francis, tries to grab you and immobilize you. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, do I get to try and dodge again? Uh, yeah, but this time they get a bonus die because of outnumbered. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Fabulous. It's going well for you. With another fail, you'll be pleased to hear. They're all the critical success, so nice. uh, you're being hugged oh. lovingly. Um, they have grabbed you. So, the, you know you know how kind of one person holds someone and the other person uh, goes to yeah, punch so them? Yeah, so he sort of grabbed me and he's got his arms like round my arms. Yeah, like Belle has kind of... kind of backed away into like a corner of the room trying to not get involved and looking a bit scared. Uh, and you hear the door hasn't closes, and if you kind of look over your shoulder, you see another three men have entered the room. So it's you, Belle, and five angry men. What's going on? <laughs> I, I don't understand. What? A, unhand me. Well, no can do, boss. Is that is that American? Probably. Um, <laughs> Are they American? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, it's different different places, different places, and stuff. 
Chim Chim Charu, governor. Uh, you hear <laughs> Chim Chim Charu, governor, they say. And then Bell says, sorry. Um, what is everyone else doing at this point? Gabriella is donning her cat claws. <laughs> or you're like, I didn't know Francis was into that. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen him get beat up. You just have seen some more people no, join no, no, in. But, but, you know, seeing seeing the three go off so quickly, like she knows there's trouble. Yeah, or maybe we're... Francis asked for them and he didn't tell you is that, what I'm saying. That sounds like <laughs> a I Francis. I don't think so. <laughs> it's always the quiet ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think we can put two and two together. Uh, we can exchange <laughs> glances and then, you know, get up and follow them. And at least, you know, we want to, like, put our ears to the door and see what is going on inside, I'd say. Mm. Okay, let's uh, get you... Um... So I guess it's your turn, Francis. Would you like to do an opposed strength roll to try and escape the grip? I mean, I'd love to try that, but I have a strength of 40, so this isn't going to go that well. He's not a very physical boy. And... That's a success from me. No, no, that's another fail. I'm going to stop using those dice. You are you are kind of trying to move around and trying to escape the grip, but it, they're too strong. Yeah. They're slightly stronger than you, which is all they need. What? Um, what is this? I, I don't understand. In Let the middle of go. your sentence, you receive another punch in the face. Oh. Um, I'll do an automatic success. I hope you understand. Yeah. So, so that's I... another 1d3. Another one, and three. you outside uh, here. Oh, that's three this time. Ow! Yeah, this time your nose breaks. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm down to six hit points. Uh, well, yeah, in that case, Gabrielle will definitely rush forward and into the room. Yeah, uh, Ephraim's got a military background. Um, he's brought his revolver. I don't think he would have gone to the rough side of town without it. So sorry. let's mm. assume we're kicking the door in. and Actually... Uh, before entering the room, Gabrielle's going to take a quick look around the corridor. Is there some sort of, um, like a bucket or, um, you know, it's something something kind of blunt that she can maybe use to get a better a better hand? Roll me luck. You've got the big luck. Still fail though. <laughs> this is a pristine corridor. I mean, I guess the best I can get you is if you go back to the pub, you can probably grab an empty bottle from someone, from someone, <laughs> or a half-empty bottle from someone. Uh, sure. The bigger, the better. Like, Let's guess, like do dexterity order since you you need uh, order in your lives and you can't embrace the chaos. What does everyone's <laughs> dexterity score? <laughs> uh, sixty for me. Forty-five for Alice. Uh, Ephraim has seventy-three. 60s Gabriella, um, Alice is 45, and 40 is Francis. Okay, Ephraim, what would you like to do? I'd like to kick in the door, um, and yeah, shout, what's the meaning of this? And I will point you, a revolver. To, to, to roll strength to kick in the door. Is the door locked or whatever? No, but there's someone standing right in front of it. Oh, they're like holding it shut. They're not holding it shut, but they're like, they just close the door and there's there's a human. Like, you start opening it. Gotcha. And like... Okay, then I like, you know, I try and open it the normal way. It bumps against someone. Yeah. And then I give it a good kick and we see what happens. And then they, of course, since they feel, felt the bump now, they, they resist. Well, that's a 77. 
Which is well, not great, because my strength is 60. You both failed, but... Um, Defender wins. Yeah. Okay, so the door rebounds comically off <laughs> yeah, the back of this and guy. And closes again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it slams in my face, and I'm like, What's the meaning of this? And, uh, hmm. Do I... I mean, that's your turn. Is, is that it? Yeah, I'm trying to... Like, <laughs> I wanted to fire my gun at the ceiling. That's a second turn. Second you, turn you wait for your turn. All right, I'll let you guys go. Gabriella, what <laughs> would you like to do? You've seen Ephraim kick the door and then close it. <laughs> yeah. Um... This door puzzle, it's insoluble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think Gabriella will show a bit more shoulder and actually flex her biceps. Um, hey, that and... intimidation maneuver. Uh, well, I mean, probably not intimidation unless the guy on the other side has x-ray vision. Um, but she's going to kind of get Efren to step aside and, and try and break the door down herself. Okay, you want to do that uh, opposed strength? S certainly. Oh, that's an extreme success! All right, the door flies open and you see... <laughs> you oh, yes. You see... Her mystic abilities. Uh, three Tufts have just turned and are looking at you because you bonk them. One of them is probably... <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> you bonk them. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the time, Gabriella. I'm being beaten up. She's another magic fighter. One of them is rubbing their lower back because they got uh, smashed by the door. Um, all, all, all the words mean sex. <laughs> smashed, bonked, like what am I supposed to do? Banged, you, yeah, there's no you escape. Hit that. Yeah. You mm. hit that. <laughs> you hit that ass um, <laughs> with the door. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you see Francis with a bloody nose being held by one of them while the other one is gearing up to give him another punch, maybe this time in the stomach. And okay. you see Belle kind of flat against one of the walls really scared okay. uh, and remorseful. I just do a hard stare at the man holding Francis and say in the most sinister way possible, let him go. Is that, is that, is that it? Yeah, for now. <laughs> I want to okay. see if they actually do, given I've just blown the door off its hinges with my own strength. Uh, you can have an intimidate roll if you like. Yeah. Ooh. Like, you know, women can't do that. <laughs> sort of thing. Uh, right. Uh... <laughs> Oh, apparently I'm terrible at intimidate. Goddamn. Yeah, no. I overcompensate, I guess. <laughs> uh, they look at you and to start approaching you menacingly, but it's not their turn yet. It's in fact Alice's turn. Alice is going to reach up to her very respectable and elaborate late Victorian hairdo and pull out a long, sharp stiletto knife hairpin. <laughs> do you start? Do you go for the stabbings? How far away am I from the one that is holding Francis? The furthest away. Okay. There's, there's four people before that. Okay. Um, and I guess I could. Could I reach him within this one action? Probably not. The, the other ones have like w would stop you. Right. Okay. I guess she's going to have to try and stab whoever's nearest then. My original plan was she was going to go over and try and stab the hand of whoever is holding Francis. 
but that doesn't look like it's a thing. <laughs> I think Ephraim is the nearest. Okay. So, <laughs> yep, she's she's going to try and stab Ephraim. Get stabby. <laughs> no, <on>. not Ephraim. <laughs> she's going to stab whoever is the nearest heavy okay. to her. Uh, sounds good. Uh, they will try and fight back because that's how they do. That's how they do. How did your fight roll go? 24. So that is a hard success. Oh, well done. Go ahead and stab. Stab, 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 stab. <laughs> and my damage, which is 1d4 plus damage bonus, but she's only... She's not particularly big, so she's actually got a minus one damage bonus. So, oh no, I rolled a one. So does that actually mean I didn't do any damage at all? Oh no. No, one is the minimum. One is the minimum. Okay. Still, my goodness. <laughs> so it sounds like you scrape them with, with your with your sharp, pointy object. Mm-hmm. She's like, ah, and then gets angrier. And now it's their turn. Okay, let, let's see what happens. I guess the major threat is Alice and Gabrielle at the moment. So, Alice, they're going to attempt to punch you. Feel free to fight back or dodge. Let me know. Uh, she's going to try and fight back because her dodge isn't great. Okay. So, that is... Uh, no, that's a fail. That's 62. Okay, they failed as well, so that's a standstill. Uh, Gabriela, they'll try to punch you, or maybe mobilize you. Mm. Yeah, you're a woman, so they try to hold you down. Of course. Because you don't have a weapon. Um, I've got well, I've got a bottle in my hand and the tiger claws on, so... You grabbed the bottle? I thought you kicked the door instead. There was, You didn't say you grabbed the bottle, did you? Oh, from the bar. Oh, I thought we kind of counted that. But it's, it's fine. I've still got my tiger claws on, though. I think we need to tell the listeners about these tiger claws. <laughs> yeah, when did you put them on? Earlier, I remember this. Right, but yeah, what are yeah, they? Yeah, I don't I know if we've told people. No, no, they, they were a real thing. Um, they they are one of the, I guess, weapons of self-defense for women back in the Victorian era. So they're these, these quite long gloves um, that have these metal hooks on the end, essentially. Mm. Catwoman style. Love it. I was going to say that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess since you have weapons, then maybe they'll try to punch you instead. Well, I'm fighting back regardless. Oh, but am I outnumbered? Would I need a penalty or they a bonus or something? Uh, you need a penalty for the second person that attacks you. Okay. God. Um, well, I failed miserably with the first one anyway. Uh, well, they, a second one hasn't attacked you yet. Uh, I'm counting. So we have two left ready to attack. One of them is going to try and take your weapon, Alice. So that's a bonus die. Okay. Uh, you can dodge or fight back. Again, she's going to fight back because her dodge is only 22. No, 78, that's a fail. Okay, so with the bonus die, they also failed. 
for one. Very lucky there. So they tried to grab and they almost do, but you managed to hold on to it. And the final person is gonna punch Francis as they, they already had it get up and they don't. Uh, <laughs> sort of waste all that momentum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So Francis, uh, feel free to take one, two, three. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, feel free to take one, two, three. Sorry, your turn is after them. Uh, oh, crap. That's another three. How are you doing? Uh, I'm on three hit points. All right. I'll, so I guess I'll sort of double over and vomit up some blood. Yeah, they're still holding you, though, so... Okay. Still up. I... <laughs> Please stop. Uh, and now it's your turn, Francis. <laughs> what would you like to do? Um, I would like to kick ineffectively at the guy who keeps punching me in the stomach. Okay. Uh, roll me a fight brawl. I've got a 5% higher chance of this. Uh, that's an 87, though. So, okay. no. Okay. You, you kick ineffectually. Um, and then it's Ephraim's turn again. The door is open, you see uh, Alice is engaged in fight with two, uh, Gorilla with one, and no, um, Francis is still held down and punched. He seems to not be doing well. And there are, what, five of these rough types? Yeah. Okay, and one of them was very near the door because it bounced off him. Ah, uh, that's the one uh, that tried to fight Gabriella. Okay. Um, fine. Then I step up smartly behind him and press my service revolver into his lower back and grab him by the collar. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then I shout um, right by his ear, he doesn't like it. Um, I shout, hands up or your fella here loses a kidney. Uh, they all get their hands up instinctively and they, the rest of them let go of Francis who falls to the ground and they start backing off so slowly and they're kind of sizing you up to see if you'll actually shoot. Why don't you roll me an Intimidate, please? Ooh, gladly. That's a 45, which is under 59. Um, it's a success. They all panic um, and bump into you running out of the room. Except for the guy I'm holding on to. Except for the guy you're holding on to. Um, the rest of them start running away. And the guy you're holding on to starts, like, turning around slowly, but inconspicuously. Well, I think I'd notice if I was holding him by the collar. Tries to, then. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, you don't. On the bed, young fella, my lad. Time for a chat. Oh, my goodness. This is turning into a, into a different thing. Well, I think this is a good point to end this episode before this, <laughs> this sensual scene. I get the handcuffs out. Francis throwing up blood <laughs> on the carpet. <laughs> Uh, this brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Jason, Noxicals, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Brayden. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want to wait to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaride.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us! 
Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaright.com forward slash reviews. Thank you.